for tuning in to episode 46 of the Matt and Matt No Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Matt and Johnny. Matt and Johnny, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. We're back in action from our, our last one. We had a good time the last one, and I'm excited to see uh, what we got here for this one today, too. Yeah, that one was a doozy. That was that was a very long episode, but it's, uh, it's nice to get back into the swing of things again. Uh, yeah, and just uh, before we kind of move forward here, uh, we did announce in the previous episode that we were going to announce the winners. So each one of us was going to pick um, one of the folks that sent in a question or a view, and uh, we were going to do a prize giveaway. So the winners are just going to have to wait until the end of the podcast. So we'll announce that uh, near the end, folks. So stay tuned. Um just for a few maintenance items here, uh, as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon Music. And then, of course, we're going to have to mention our Discord, which is over uh, around 160 members, and it's free. And all you got to do is click on the link, check a box that says you're going to be a really nice person, and you're in. Talking to a whole bunch of folks. Uh, YouTubers, uh, you know, moderators, maybe even fellow local moderators that live near you. Like, you never know. So give it a try. If you have any questions, just please uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, we also have an easy way to find us on the web. Uh, we have a new URL, uh, super simple, mandmpodcast.com. So that's the letter M, A-N-D, the letter M, and then podcast.com. Take it right to our podcast homepage. And uh, from there, you can get to all of our other links as well. So, uh, And then, of course, uh, last but not least, we like to talk about our merch. So we have partnered with Redbubble.com. They are doing all of our merch. Uh, you can go to Redbubble.com. And then in the search criteria, you can just type like Matt and Matt podcast. And um, we'll come up as, you know, one of the search hits. Um, but I'll put the exact URL link to our merchandise uh, in the show notes. So you'll be, be able to find it quite easily. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to Trains.com, where they have about over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts, and we highly recommend them to our listeners. Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000 plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote. And Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link 
which is www.trains.com slash MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. All right, folks, let's talk about tonight's episode. Tonight, we will be speaking with Nick from the PGH Train Fanatic YouTube channel. You might also know Nick from his online store, PTF Designs, where he creates really awesome background flats for all scales. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you guys today. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks uh, Thanks for taking the time uh, to come on our humble show here. Uh, you have definitely uh, been someone that we wanted to have on. And of course, you know, we're kind of limited to how many we can do per month. And uh, you were definitely on our list to bring on. So we're really excited to have you have a talk to you, learn more about you and have you uh, talk about, you know, your YouTube channel and and also your uh, your design store as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks again. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, Matt Z and Johnny, do you guys have any anything to say before we get started? No, I uh, just really uh, big thanks to coming on, Nick. Uh, it's kind of been a little bit in the making here. I know you and I have talked about it, you know, number number of months back, maybe a year to this point, and we finally, <laughs> you know, got a chance to do it and all that. So I'm excited for tonight. Yeah, absolutely, I am too. We are really excited to have you on the show tonight. I know a lot of our listeners have uh, a lot of folks probably grew up watching your stuff. I'm definitely one of them. So to have a, a YouTube juggernaut like yourself here on the podcast is really awesome. So thank you once again. I appreciate that, Johnny. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get started then. So uh, the format we have here is just I'm going to go ahead and um, ask, you know, our usual questions. Uh, and then I'll pass the uh, mic on to either Matt or, or Johnny, and they can go down their list of questions. And uh, let's just uh, have some fun. So uh, I'll start out with my first question I ask everybody, and that's when and who got you started in model railroading? Okay, so this is a, a, bit, a bit of a story. So the I, I've obviously been into model trains since I was a, a young kid, before I can even remember um, I have a very vivid memory of loving trains when I was younger and asking my, my father to build this layout. I'm like, let's build a train layout. I just remember, I think I was about four years old, maybe. And, um, I think before you knew it, he was like down there in the basement building it. And the next thing I knew it was, it was up and running and it was pretty big too. It was, I'd say it was about 15 feet long and, and about, uh, about four feet wide, like, you know, about two sheets of, uh, plywood basically. And it was Oak age, of course. And, you know, the, the tubular track and, and the, the Lionelville buildings. And I just remember just being in such awe and, and loving it and going down there and spending so much time, you know, running the trains, climbing on top of the layout and standing on it, playing with the cars and stuff as a young kid. And, um, the, the love really, came from um, going to like local places around Pittsburgh and seeing, you know, the, the train layouts around Christmas time and stuff. We would go to the, the Carnegie science center and uh, it was like a yearly tradition. We would go down there and see the trains running around. And it just, it was just always something that I, I, I loved and it just really sparked an interest from a young age. And um, 
it's it was really cool to to have. Unfortunately, the that layout we had that layout set up until I was about about eight years old, and uh, parents got got divorced. The house was sold, and um, then you know the layout came down. And, and ever since then, it was just like as a kid, I would set up the trains. You know, just like on the carpet when I had time, I, I still kept all the trains. And of course, and I still have all them, the same trains to this day, actually. But um, yeah, just it, from like just from that young age and just going to, to all the local places really just sparked a lot of interest. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting hearing everyone's unique story about obviously how they got started in model railroading. And, you know, most of the time it or say. A lot of the times it, it usually comes down from having, you know, parent or grandparent or somebody else that is interested in the hobby. And then, you know, you obviously get interested in it as well. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing happened to me. Right. Yeah. This like I we had um, like both of my uncles were were heavy, heavy into trains. Like my one of my uncles would set up a big giant christmas display around the on the floor and i always remember that as a kid too and and then uh one of my other uncles is a is a collector even still to this day and and dealer so it was kind of just a whole family tradition and um you know i was i i was into the hobby when i was young and then i kind of got out of the hobby and um like a lot of people do you know in, in their teenage years and early 20s and then um and then I got married and I had our, we had our daughter and, uh, that, that kind of led into, you know, where, where the layout's at now and how that began where, um, she was two years old. And I remember saying to my wife, I'm like, we should build a, a train layout in the basement. <laughs> and, uh, little did I know what it would turn into what it is now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just kind of just kept adding on to it. And I'm, I'm sure you guys know the whole story, but, uh, it's, it's it's definitely been uh, a, a fun experience, and I don't regret any of it at all. <laughs> Speaking of your daughter, uh, and I say this as an a dad as well, and I think I think our daughters are really really close in age too. Uh, my daughter's twelve. Like, try to get her into the trains. Uh, like, has she helped you? Had, does she enjoy running the trains with you? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I remember when she was when I was building the layout. Um, I think there's even a video on YouTube where you can hear her in the background and she's going choo choo. (laughs) (laughs) And like she, she, uh, I remember her, you know, helping me like crumple up paper to make mountains out of, you know, with the plaster cloth. And, and so she has an attachment to that layout layout as well. I've talked to her about changing things. She's like, no, don't change that because, you know, I remember doing that with you and doing this with you. And I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) No, but, that makes sense too, right? Because, you know, those are memories that you get to share with dad, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've tried as well too. Like um, she's painted a few houses for me and uh, she's helped me with uh, some of the vegetation and stuff like that. But, um, you know, that's about as far as she goes with it, that she gets kind of bored. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go do something else. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Yeah, she's she's still into it. She's she's fourteen now, so uh, okay. It's, yes, she, she's kind of 
she thinks it's cool, but you know, the coolness only lasts for a little while, but I think, you know, she still loves it. And still, she likes running the, the trains and I give her the, the, the legacy remote. I'm like, here, go to town. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk a bit about your YouTube channel. So PGH train fanatic. Um, where did you, like, what was the source or the origin of that, of that name? Okay. So yeah, I was thinking about that before the show and and everything. And it's, I I knew uh, I always wanted to have a layout that, that kind of depicted the city of Pittsburgh, just from going to that Carnegie science center layout. And they have the, it's all Pittsburgh related items on there, like the steel mills and, and the, the local town and everything. And, and that was just something I always kind of wanted to model on my own. So I knew that it was going to be Pittsburgh themed. So when I was creating the YouTube channel, um, you know, I was trying to incorporate the, the, the PGH, which is the, the abbreviation for Pittsburgh into the name somehow. And then of course, then just train fanatic just kind of came naturally after that. Um, then the, you know, when I, Back, that was back in around 2009, I believe. Uh, YouTube was kind of, uh, you know, obviously not what it is today. There was, there was some people that were doing, you know, model train videos. And it was, I remember looking it up and I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. Because I remember my trains when I was a kid and they were just like, you know, the, the conventional transformer on and off, puffing smoke. And, you know, I, I watched these videos on YouTube and I was like, holy man, this is, this is nuts, you know, with the sound and the smoke and everything. And I was, I was hooked immediately when I saw that. And, um, you know, when I started the, the YouTube channel, I figured, you know, I'd like to document what I was doing and, and just kind of connect with people because I, I saw videos where people were interacting with each other. And I thought it would be kind of cool to, to, you know, get involved with that. So it's really been, you know, all just from the very beginning, it was a great response from people that that saw videos and, you know, just talking back and forth with people and getting to know people. And it was, uh, it was great to just kind of help build that community up to what it is now. Is, um, as someone who's not an East coast person at all, is PGH the airport code for Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's like the, it is, it's it's a, it's the airport code. Okay. Um, a lot of things around here do the, the PGH too the, in their names. Um, so that's, yeah, that's where that came from. <laughs> okay. I was curious. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to think of it. I'm like PGH. I'm like, Hmm, like that's that maybe that's the airport code. Cause that sounds like maybe what it would be, but um, okay. And that's interesting that everyone kind of like took that on and said, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be what we're going to nickname Pittsburgh or yeah, yeah. kind of go from there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I wasn't really sure what to name the layout. It was kind of a up in the air type thing. And just in the middle of uh, recording one of the layout updates, I believe it was may have been update number four. I had just purchased a an MTH flat car with the with the diesel switcher on the top, and it, it was had the Pittsburgh Industrial Railroad on the side. And I remember in the middle of recording that video, I was like. I'm like, you know, that'd be a really good name for the, for the layout, the Pittsburgh industrial railroad. So like I decided right in the middle of, of making that video, that that's what the, the layout name was going to be. It was just a, a funny, spontaneous decision. 
So you've had your YouTube channel for around 12 years now. Uh, and I know your first train video is, or your first several train videos were the uh, Lionel Polar Express. Uh, I think around your Christmas tree. I know you have a, a first one, which is, I, I think, like a, an actual footage of a real life uh, engine. But uh, just tell me, uh, just just talk mm-hmm. a little bit about like, you know, those first several videos and maybe what what inspired you to like just keep going yeah so that's that's kind of where it all got started it it was um you know preparing for that christmas that year uh decided that i wanted to do a a train layout under the christmas tree and uh i purchased that the lionel polar express set and uh after you know christmas was over i started thinking actually it was even before christmas was over as i remember thinking that i wanted to start uh, a layout in the basement and that's just kind of, that's actually kind of what sparked the whole interest was with that polar express set which is that's just funny to be honest <laughs> i ask this question to everybody it's kind of a i always get interesting answers i think i might even know like the answer for you but what is your favorite railroad and why? Okay. So that, yeah, everybody knows that my, my favorite railroad is the, uh, Pensy. Um, the reason that's, it's my favorite, obviously it's, it's a local railroad here. Um, I actually, my great grandfather did work for the Pennsylvania railroad in um, in a roundhouse here, just, just, uh, in town actually. Um, which I didn't even learn until, I was in the middle of, you know, and, and, and into the hobby. And my dad told me about it. He was like, yeah, he was like, he was, he worked down there. And I was like, I didn't even know that. And, um, I just, I love the, the, the Pensy steam engines and, uh, you know, it's just, I just, it just kind of grew on me just learning all the history of, of the railroad. And, uh, that's, it just, it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. And that's and one of the reasons I asked, uh, why is just trying to come to kind of get that information because, you, know, you can ask somebody what their favorite railroad is and they can just kind of say whatever. But what I'm looking for is why is it your favorite railroad? And a lot of people definitely have either their parent or grandparents or somebody worked on that railroad uh, or, you know, hey, that was my dad's favorite railroad. Or, you know, I used to go down to the tracks and watch it come down the tracks, stuff like that. And that's that's kind of what we're what I'm interested in knowing, because that's the real the real value of like having a, a favorite railroad. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. And just just in the in the valley here where I live at, the um, the Norfolk Southern Connemaw line runs up. And I've even like from when I was a kid, I remember seeing all the, the Conrail engines go by and then now the, the Norfolk Southern. So even those two railroads have have really, you know, um, I guess, sentimental, um, <laughs> if you want to call it that uh, purpose in, in my modeling. So and they all kind of tie into the you know, to the Pennsylvania railroad as their subsidiaries. You're talking about Pensy and their subsidiaries. Wouldn't you go in between Pensy and Conrail? Where's our, where's our love for the near central? Come on. Isn't, you know, that's your favorite railroad. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to bring it up. Come on now. I, ha- I have one Penn Central engine. Okay, well, <laughs> that's as that's as close as I got. <laughs> this is probably a good segue into this next question. Speaking of like favorite engines, um, 
do you have like a holy grail engine or perhaps a piece of rolling stock that has eluded you, you know, like your white whale over the time that you're still looking for? Uh, yeah, I, I, I knew you were going to ask this question and that's, it's, there is the Holy grail engine and it has not been produced yet, but I have recently acquired one as you guys probably already know. Um, it's the, the Pennsylvania, uh, T one duplex. That's my favorite steam engine. And I, I've been wishing, wishing for, for probably 10 years for Lionel to make a scale, Pensy duplex, which we all know that wasn't going to happen. And, um, I have, I did purchase a, uh, an MTH premier Pensy T1 years ago. And, uh, I sent it off to Sid and he did put legacy in it. So it's, that video is coming very soon on the channel. And it's just that, that is like a, that is like my Holy grail engine right there. It's a, a legacy engine with, with the whistle smoke and this, and it's obviously my favorite steamer, so it's it's really cool. I know Sid was telling me he was when he was working on that engine, and he showed it off. Like that engine is fantastic all the way. He did a great job on that one. Yeah, that thing's beautiful through and through. Very very envious of that engine. It sounds great, it looks great, and it runs great. So glad that you were able to finally uh, get it into your collection there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was my one holy grail piece for sure, and. Uh, I don't know if there's any rolling stock per se. Um, I kept wishing for Lionel to make, I love the, the, the Lionel cars that have sound in them. And um, I kept th- saying to people, I'm like, it would be really cool if they made more sa- more cars, like the, like the vision line um, cattle car, you know, cars with pig sounds. And they did that. They put them in the catalog uh, a couple catalogs ago. So we haven't seen those yet, but they're coming soon. And I, just, I think they need to keep running with that. It's going to be really cool just to hear those. Uh, they should do more, more, well, more cars with sounds on them. You know, they're going to do the horse cars. Yep, the horse cars are coming. Yeah, I just think that that's that's kind of something I kept thinking about. That'd be really cool if they made that those kind of cars. I mean, now they need to make a chicken car, and then <laughs> uh, you know we'll come full circle. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. It'll be like the we got our ham and eggs. So, <laughs> no. Uh, back to your uh, your what you brought up about the the duplex. I find it really really cool that instead of just waiting for Lionel to do it, you were just like, forget about it. I'm just gonna get an MTH one, and then I'm gonna upgrade it and put Legacy in it, and I'm gonna make my own Holy Grail engine, which is pretty much what you did. He said. Yeah. Uh, he said, forget about it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sid egged me on and, and I'm, I'm happy that, that I went along and, and did that. It's, it's really cool. All right. Well, let, let's pivot a bit here. Uh, and I want to talk about your PTF designs and maybe uh, number one is maybe a bit of history about it and like what kind of motivated you to, to start, uh, you know, designing like background flats. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people ask that question, how I got into it. And um, when I was building the the train layout, um, I remember looking at some sort of article um, in a magazine that showed buildings against a wall. And I thought, I want to make something like that for my layout. So then I started thinking of ways to, to print 
background structures. And I, I made a few for myself and I remember putting them on the channel and, and having them in some of the videos and people would either comment on the videos or email me directly and say, you know, where did you make that? Or, or, or how did you make that? Can I buy one? And I started making them, uh, you know, for friends, a few like, you know, people that I met off of YouTube. And I did that for, you know, maybe a year or so. And, um, as you all know, the, the hobby is expensive. So I started thinking hmm, I could maybe throw a few of these on eBay and see what happens. And they went bonkers. I was like blown away. Like they were going for way more than I expected they were going to go for. So then I just kind of made some more and, uh, and they kept selling. So it, that's kind of where it all sparked from. It's, it just, it, it took off. And then since then I've, continue to do improvements to the, to the building flats and what they are. They're just a, it's a, it's a foam core uh, background building that's uh, printed on vinyl and there's no shine to them or anything. And and, uh, they have led lighting. Like some of them have little fake smokestacks on the top with top with some uh, smoke coming out of them to make it look like they're operating factories or what have you. And there's just a, there's a lot of different options and, it's uh, it's it's really grown to be uh, uh, very uh, very busy, and uh, I'm very thankful and, and happy with it. Um, a lot of people were asking along the way. You know, I was only doing O scale, and people would say, you know, can you make this for me in an HO scale or N scale? And I I was hesitant. I didn't know how it would go, and I I, I started to branch out into into doing all the scales. So now I'm I'm offering pretty much everything and and anything from you know N scale even S gauge to, uh, H O and, and, um, O and G scale as well. And it, it's, it's surprising you there's people that are into these that are, that are not just model railroaders too. There's other hobbies that, that people do like, um, car collectors, mo- you know, model car collectors. Um, I've talked to people who are, um, who run RC cars that had bought them the G scale ones for like their 124 scale cars. Um, I had a guy who collected matchbox cars that bought a bunch of S gauge buildings. So it's just, it, they kind of just branch out into other, other hobbies too. So it's, it's really kept me busy and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. I mean, your, your buildings are super impressive. I, I, I like them quite a bit. I actually have one, you know, what's awesome about your flat, your flats is that it gives people options and and it allows people with smaller space to give the illusion that it's bigger than it looks like. Right. Um, Especially people that are like, that have maybe layouts like in corners, Um, especially, you know, obviously if you have layout against the wall and you're kind of like, well, I could put a backdrop there and that's fine. But when you can actually like put like, buildings or little lighted buildings that give the illusion that, Oh, Hey, there's, there's a little town back there or something like that's, that's what's most impressive for me. Yeah, exactly. It gives that, that, that force perspective feel when you're looking at a layout, it makes it feel a lot bigger than it really is. I remember uh, one of the coolest things for me personally, because you know, I have said this before at the beginning of the show, but I, I grew up you know, watching your stuff, Nick. And I think the coolest thing is wandering into one of my local hobby shops. Uh, I Matt, Matt knows because uh, he's been there. Uh, Denny's out in Oswego here in Illinois. Uh, I walked to Denny's shop 
And he's got his, his big jumble of stuff over the counter. He's got trains everywhere. And I'm talking with him. And out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, that, that building flat looks really familiar. Hey, hey, Danny, where'd you get this from? Oh, some some guy, some uh, PGH guy made this. And so your <laughs> stuff has wandered into my local hobby shop and is on uh, is, uh, is just sitting in our local hobby shop. And the fact that your stuff's reached out this far all the way out to Chicago is really, really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I've I've even done the same thing. I've I've gone to a couple of shops and and seen my a couple of the building flats on the wall, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, there's my building flat. That's awesome. And uh, it's crazy. Like I um, uh, I sell them on eBay. So and I, and I did open up to like worldwide selling, and I've I've been shipping them all over the the world, really, um, Australia and, and and China. It's crazy. Like all over the place, just. Um, I mean, most of the sales are obviously U.S., but there it's just it's it's neat to think that, you know, you make something and, it, and it's going all over the, the world like that. It's kind of cool. Nick, I want to ask you a question that maybe some of our listeners might have is and that's do you, would you be interested or do you do custom like, you know, if somebody has uh, something in their hometown or they, they can send you a photo and say, hey, Nick, can you make this into a flat? Is that something people can work with you on yeah yeah absolutely i mean if you have like a, a really high quality picture um that that's definitely doable i can do custom buildings like that it's it is hard sometimes when people say you know hey i'm looking for this and they just they don't have a picture to go along with what they're looking for because you know it's it's hard for me to to just grab something off the internet with copyrights and or, or to find that what they want to find, you know, for me to go out and get the picture locally is hard as well. So, um, if you're, you know, if there's something in your local town that you're, that you're buying, you can get a, a very good quality picture of it. Yeah, sure. I can definitely do a custom building and I've done that many times for, for clients. All right. That's awesome. And, uh, obviously, you know, probably something that everybody wants to know, but like, what are your, what are your prices? So I would say roughly they for O scale they would be um, anywhere from like fifteen ninety nine all the way up to like you know over a hundred and twenty five dollars. But some the the ones that are say like a hundred and twenty five they're they're large pieces with multiple buildings on them. So you're getting basically like a a full city scene in that and it's uh you know probably like eight to ten buildings all combined into one one solid piece with and obviously with lighting too which is really cool yeah and ever anyone out there that if you're interested in obviously we'll make sure nick's information gets in the show notes and of course at the end of the podcast you know he can give that out give that out as well but um uh just really fast uh if you just go on the web and uh if you just go to pgh trainfanatic.com uh, that'll take you right to his, his website um, and you can order stuff uh, right from your online store. Right. And uh, as well as eBay. Uh, yeah. Um, the, so the, I sell on the, the website, like you said, eBay, and I've, I've just started to sell on Etsy recently as well. All right. Uh, let's, let's kind of go back to the uh specific O scale moderating questions. And I, I actually have actually one more for you and then I'll go ahead and pass the mic over. But um, what is your personal take on the O scale moderating industry for the next 10 years? 
Um, I think from what I've seen in the past, I would say three to four years, it's, there, it's I can see it trending up for sure. There's a lot of uh, new young people getting into the hobby, which is great. And there's you know newer and better technology coming out. And I, I can just see nothing but, but it going you know, in a better direction over the next 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we kind of feel the same here on the podcast is that um, if a lot of, if all these manufacturers and all of these retailers, I think it's just important if they can grab, if they can grab these young folks and actually like advertise to these young folks that are coming into the hobby. um, I think it's going to be really, really successful. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and and that's kind of what I, one of the things I always keep in mind when I do my, my videos on my YouTube channel, I always think that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help, you know, uh, put, put the hobby out there and, and, and promote it to, to young people and, and just show that it's a, it's a fun and cool hobby to do. And of course you don't have to go as crazy as I did, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just, it's really enjoyable and it's, it's, it includes a lot of different things too. You know, you have to have skills with electrical and woodworking, modeling, painting, and you know, all those different things. No, I mean, go, go crazy, Nick. So we, we need, we need folks like you that are making these really incredible layouts and like you and Eric and, you know, and, and uh, Chris and everybody else. So it helps us guys with the smaller layouts, at least, get a lot, get a lot of ideas. You know, I've taken, I've definitely taken stuff from, uh, I've been watching your videos for a long time as well. So, uh, but I've definitely taken ideas that you've done and I've implemented them on a smaller scale into my layout because I just like, they, they look great and they're just, they're beautiful. They go along with my layout. So no, we really appreciate, uh, you know, what you do and, and obviously your, your videos and, uh, just keep on doing what you're doing for sure. Yeah, lately the uh, the channels kind of turned into a half of a the train travel network. <laughs> hey, I like those. I like those. <laughs> yeah. So they've they've gotten really great response. I'm going to try to keep you know mixing some of those type of videos in as well, and just showing different places or you know around the country that you can visit and and see model trains or, or model train stores, and it's you know and just keep just keep promoting the hobby and meeting people. And it's a great hobby to meet people and, and, and talk about trains. It's, it really is. I met a lot of great people along the way, people that I'm friends with, you know, from the very beginning uh, of, of starting the YouTube channel, like, like Jason and, you know, and, you know, people that have inspired me, like even Eric's trains, I've, I've, I've watched his videos from the beginning as well. And it, it was, there's a lot of, uh, people that I've, I got ideas from too. So it's not just, you know, me coming up with all the ideas. Sometimes it's, it's, I'm, I'm seeing other people's ideas too. Well, if you ever come to Chicagoland, uh, please, uh, let myself and Johnny know, because, um, uh, we'd love to take you on the tour of all the hobby shops here. So it's our specialty. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do that. I'll take you up on that offer for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, I appreciate you talking to me and answering my questions, um, but uh, I'm not going to take up all the time because obviously uh, there are two more hosts here who have questions for you. Um, I'll go ahead and pass it over to uh, Mr. Matt Z, and uh, I'm sure he's got some stuff for you. 
Right, thanks, Matt. Uh, that, was, that was good. I, uh, there were some things in there that I didn't know. So that's pretty cool, especially on the uh, the business side of things with the uh, building of flats. That's that's a really cool story there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> oh, how you doing, man? We go, we go back a ways. Huh? Oh, do we? <laughs> I, say, I remember when you're when you first started. I remember you in plywood, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Matt and I have we've we we've been friends from on YouTube for quite a while now. Yeah, really much so. And uh, so I say your lab. I remember when it was you know I watched it slowly expand, and then I was remember watching your uh, when you did the horseshoe curve. That blew me away. When you did that, and you had it all scenic and everything. Oh man. Yeah, I really I I surprised everyone with that one. I yeah. I, uh, I I decided I wanted to. to to make that room into the horseshoe curve. And I started building it. And I think within, I, I went back and looked at the, the po- when I posted those videos, it was like 40 days from the time I had the plywood up to painted walls and, and basically full scenery. It was crazy. I did it that fast. Oh, wow. So uh, I guess I'll start with this. What kind of inspired you to make that room? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I, I never had gone to the horseshoe curve when I was younger. I was, I just, it, I never had made it up there. And, um, then I went up, you know, after I got in back into the hobby and I was just blown away with, with Altoona and, and being up at the horseshoe curve and, and then reading up on the history of it and everything. And I was like, this is really cool. I would love to somehow incorporate that into the layout. And I knew that I had that a little extra room, uh, you know, next to the layout and, um, so before you know it, I was cutting those holes in the wall and running track over into the next room. And, and, and also a lot of that room was, um, the scenery was inspired by a friend of mine locally. Um, a lot of people remember his layout. His name was Patrick and, um, his layout was just unbelievable. This layout was just, you just, your jaw would just drop to the floor walking in this. It was so gigantic and detailed. And he had the the rock faces like I made in that room. And he talked to me about how he made them and everything. And I was like, I got to do this. And he was like, yeah. And he just, he told me how to, how to make everything. So that's really where that stemmed from. And uh, I learned a lot of my scenery techniques from him. Uh, no kidding. That's uh that's really cool. And I noticed that you used uh, Ross and Gargrave's track in there instead of using the fast track. Uh, what, what, uh, what was with the change with that? It was just available or what? Yeah. So the, I guess you know when I first started the the main room layout, um, I went with the fast track, and nothing wrong with fast track at all. Uh, I still like it to this day, but uh, I just wanted to get a little bit more realism in that room, so I decided rather than using fast track in there to go with the, uh, the Ross and the Gargraves track. You do a lot of like really cool little scenes on your ladder. One thing that comes to mind is like the uh, engine facility. We got like the, the guy welding and stuff like that. What, uh, with the scenes like that, what, uh, kind of went through your mind with those? Yeah, that's a good question. So the, you know, when you start building a layout, you know, and you have it for as long as I, I have, you know, you start out with the, you know, the rough idea, you know, you want your, you know, your engine shed to be here and your, and your switches and your sidings and everything. 
And then you get down to the, to all those detail parts. And um, I, I, I wanted the layout to have like character like that, where you could get down and, and look at things and see, you know, this guy was working on, on the train or, you know, there's, there, there was a hobo scene with a, with a campfire and flickering led lights and just, you know, kind of capture different things around the layout and just kind of utilize as much space as I had. And not only that, just adding some humor as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The, yeah. The little humor spots you got on there are really cool, especially in the horseshoe curve room. You got some really cool, little fun things in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the layout is not done though. So I'm thinking of doing some changes to it. There are actually a, a lot of changes that I have been hiding recently. Um, I'm, I'm kind of building up to another layout update soon. So that's going to be coming out on the channel pretty soon. But and then after the layout update, I have, I have a, a big idea that I haven't revealed yet. Actually a couple ideas. So, uh, there's a lot to lot in store still for me. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing what you got going on. That'll be cool. And I, I have to throw a little homage here, is you know you're talking about you know cities and and downtown areas. I say your downtown area is really cool with the trolley and the and all your figures and the cars and everything. I love that area. That was great. Oh yeah, thanks. I, that that area really, um, it, it it took a lot of planning and thought. I thought it out for a while, and I, I knew I wanted to add uh, a streetcar and you know have it on its own little loop in there because um, you know Pittsburgh had streetcars at one point, and uh, and I wanted the track to look seamless in the road. So I had to figure out a way to to get the um, that track. I think it's the the easy track. It's called where it's that's that real thin stuff that looks like a street. And, and then, then I put the cars in, I thought, Oh, the cars would be really cool if they had led lights in them. So I started opening up all the cars and, and installing led lights in them. And, uh, it, 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 it turned out really cool. That's, that's really cool. And, um, taking another thing, I, uh, your, your yard that you got in the front, uh, beyond the city scene with the, uh, that was pretty cool too. I like that. Oh, the uh, the yard extension that comes out yep. like out of the room. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I really needed that for the for the storage to store some rolling stock where you know it could sit there and be really available on the layout. Cool. And uh, one thing I wanted to have, touch. I know you mentioned it before, but your scenery with the rock detail and. And all that is just really great. I really like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's 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 time consuming, but it's it's um it it's really great results. And that I I do plan on hopefully doing some like how to videos on on that. And I I really don't you know mind sharing those techniques. That's something I kind of always think about that I want to do. I just got to find the time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, please do. I, I'd be really interested in seeing how you did how you did a lot of that. But like I said, it looks great. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the products also that I use come from uh, Scenic Express, like a lot of the the grasses and uh, trees and things like that. So, and they have great stuff, great products. 
cool, cool. All right, so uh, off of the layout, I wanted to talk more about something we kind of hit on earlier is uh, your collection and being, you know, Pittsburgh themed and like in that general area. Uh, your collection is really something. I mean, it, it's a very well-rounded collection of a bunch of things. Uh, besides the, you know, the Norfolk Southern and the Pensy stuff, some of your other items like the UP stuff and uh, like the hybrids and all that sort of thing, what uh, uh, kind of led to that? Yeah, that's that's just one of those uh, you know main ones when you see some other stuff that doesn't really fit the layout per se, like the the big boy and the the FEF. Um, just they're really cool engines. I have appreciation for that you know that Union Pacific Steam program, and I always wanted to have a big boy, and it's you know that when I saw that Vision Line one in the catalog years ago. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I can do it. And then <laughs> I got talked into it from a friend and I'm glad he did. So it's, it's a really, it's really neat to have, uh, you know, a little bit of mix like that and just kind of mix it up every now and then. Cool. You know, it's always, always good to have some diversity in your collection. Yeah, for sure. Heck, heck, even Jason, you know, we, we uh, say all he has is black and white, but he's got some other things in there too. <laughs> yeah exactly that's, it. oh, that's it's it's i i really like the um like the nickel plate road 765 that's one of my favorite engines um and uh the the 611j that's that's an awesome engine i'm just trying to think of some other other engines i have that are that are not pensy um uh, and like you said like the the ge hybrid and that's that's a great engine as well. I got I got really lucky on that one. I, I bought that engine a, a couple of years after after it was cataloged and released. And as many people know, they, those engines were going for crazy money. And I got lucky and found one at MSRP, and I jumped on it. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, oh, and uh, you're welcome for that six eleven, by the way. Oh, that's right. You did find the 611 for me. I did, yeah. <laughs> I remember you. he was he was looking. You're welcome. He was looking, looking. I'm like, hey, Nick, I found you a 611. <laughs> I forgot. I totally forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Matt always says I'm the master of finding things. So, Yep. You, you definitely found that one. <laughs> cool, cool. You're also the master of reminding people you found them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Right. That's it. <laughs> I think that's all I got. So, uh, Johnny, let her rip. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm gonna go down a little bit of uh, go back, go in the past here. I'm gonna go kind of some things I remember watching in your videos growing up, and I think one of those things has to be. For me personally, is one of the engines that's the most uh, synonymous with your channel, or at least in the early days. Tell me about the Western Maryland Challenger, both your Lion Master one, and I believe you got a scale one eventually. I don't know if you still have it, but tell me the decision behind those engines. Yeah, so that's a good, really good question. Uh, I remember wanting a, a steam engine at the time when I was first, you know, building the layout. And I think I just, I saw that, that Western Maryland challenger on, on eBay and it just, 
I just kept looking at it and I'm like, man, that thing is nice. And I ended up being the first steam engine that I purchased it with, with legacy at least. And, and I love that thing. I, I ran it on, on all those earlier videos, like you were saying. And, and, um, that's really the only reason I just, I just like the look of it. I, I wanted a challenger and it was as close to local as I could get. And, uh, it was, it was definitely a fun engine. Um, I, I unfortunately never had a scale one. What happened was I, Lionel released the second version of that engine that Lion Master with the whistle steam. If you remember, I believe then, so. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. yeah, the first one didn't have the whistle steam, and then the second one did. I ended up uh, grabbing the one that had the whistle steam. I had that one for a few years, and uh, it it got lost in one of the the layout or not layout the um, collection thinning processes. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> It's a beautiful engine, though. I, I definitely, it definitely inspired me to get a Lion Master Challenger later um, when I started getting back to the hobby. It's just one of those engines that just—they just sound amazing. You can't pass them up. They, yeah, they really do. They, they they're awesome. For sure, for sure. And I know um, Matt Z touched on this for Horseshoe Curve. That that one is really stunning. I think it's one of like the most iconic parts of your layout. And I think one of the things that really blows me away when I see it is the fact that you didn't just do it one height. It is a multi-dimensional scene. Um, like you dropped it down in certain areas. And I think, didn't you add a bridge at, later on in, in the process? Yeah. So like in that horseshoe curve scene, the, uh, well, and thank you, by the way, the, uh, the horseshoe curve scene does have like the, the, the track is at the table height and then the, the layout slopes down to like a lower scene where the, the parking lot and the gift shop are at and even the, a little bit of the, the lake there. And even a, there's a, a road with the tunnel going through the, the mountain, which is just like the road that's in, uh, in real life where you can drive through the tunnel under the curve like that. And then, and yeah, and around the, the other side of the, the, the curve, I did add a, a stone bridge uh, I just, it doesn't really go with the the whole Altoona theme, but I really thought that a bridge would kind of look cool in that spot. And it, and it, and it also drops down to like a water scene below and it's, it turned out really cool. It, it's absolutely stunning. Um, it's just, it adds that layer of depth and a little bit more of a, even a bigger wow factor to that room. If that room didn't already have enough of a wow factor. And I love the fact that you, um, you wrap the mountain around the entire room. Like you have a wall that doesn't have trains on it, but you still brought the scenery around. So you really feel immersed in the scene when you're standing in that room or you're taking photos or video. It, it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I did do that. It's, it looks really cool too. Whenever you stand back and you, when you're, when I'm getting video for, you know, obviously for YouTube and you can see those mountains on that wall that you're, you're referring to that doesn't have a layout on it. And it, and it just makes it feel like the scene just keeps going on and on. It's really neat. It is. It is. Now you'd mentioned you've added a couple water features here and there, and I would be, I would be, uh, not be forgiven if I didn't mention this. Um, so what's, what's the, uh, what's the inspiration for the infamous, uh, I'm on a boat tugboat there that was added to the layout. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you brought that up uh <laughs> i don't even know i think it was it was a you know that song was kind of kind of funny at the time and it was it was really popular and i i recall you know when i was building the layout 
I kept in those layout updates, I kept talking about, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make the river scene soon. And I think when I finally got around to making the river and having, having that water scene, I was just like, so pumped up. (laughs) And I thought it would be kind of funny to put some characters on the boat and they'd be on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. When that, when that video came out, I, I was, I was laughing. I was, it was great. It's very, very nice scene as well. And the fact that you went out as a way to make barges as well was, was really cool. Uh, to, uh, I think, I think Matt can remember this as well. I, I do that. And that uh, black and yellow and I had the tiger. You gotta love it, man. All those uh, classics. And crazy train. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've had, I've had some pretty, pretty memorable layout updates, I would say. <laughs> and there's a, pl- there's a playlist on the, on the channel. You can, go to that it has all the the uh, layout updates in in order so it's, it's kind of cool if you're you know if you're a new listener and you, you didn't get get to catch any of those you can always go back and watch them it's an easy way to find them oh for sure for sure i, I think you did a not so long ago you did a 10-year anniversary special where you uh kind of caught you put all clips from the different videos into one that was that was a really cool video yeah that was I started thinking about that a couple months ahead of time. I was like, Oh, I'm coming up on 10 years and it'd be kind of cool to kind of do a flashback. And that video, it did turn out really cool. I just took little snippets of all the, of all the layout updates and just kind of showed all the progress. It was, it was pretty neat. It was uh, one of my favorite videos actually. It's, it's a really cool video and anyone who hasn't seen it or someone who's watched Nick's channel and just want a nice nostalgia trip, I definitely recommend it. But uh, yeah, really cool. Uh, moving on, uh, last uh, last layout question at least. So you have something that I think is really unique that I don't see anybody else, at least from my viewing of YouTube, that has it. What's the inspiration behind the Incline Railroad? Oh, the Incline. So the Incline, there are actual inclines like that in Pittsburgh. Um, there's, there's a couple of them, actually. Um, and the one of them is the Duquesne incline, which is the the one that I sort of modeled. And then there's the Mod incline. And uh, I think uh, I was going to say I thought maybe I might have uploaded a video actually riding on the incline once. I don't recall if I did or not, but either way, it's if you you know if you were to look it up online on Google, I'm sure, or, you know, or even on YouTube, you could I'm sure you could find video of of those incline cars and the, the, the mountain that they go down is crazy steep. <laughs> and it's, uh, it was the way that the, a lot of the people that lived on top of the Mount Washington would travel down and get to work in the city, you know, in the past. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And kind of seeing how that progressed over the years. And I think a lot of folks be like, when's Nick finally going to build those, those cars that ride on the incline. He's just got a giant slope of track. But when you finally built those, uh, those cars with the incline road, those came out amazing. Are those, are those scratch built? Yeah, they're, they're scratch built actually out of HO scale passenger cars. And, um, I originally made that track. It was, it was O scale track originally. And, um, I, I ended up changing it to HO scale track. So there's two tracks side by side, just like it is in real life. And, you know, when one, one car goes up, the other comes down uh, on the incline and it's pretty neat. And I, (laughs) this is something that I kind of giggle about. I, I have yet to motorize that. I really would love to motorize it. Um, I just don't know 
how to do that yet. Uh, I have actually a motor. I just don't know how that's going to play out yet. So I, I, it may happen soon. I don't know. Hopefully it does. That'd be really, really cool. Maybe you could pick Sid's brain. Maybe he'll have some ideas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's the one to, to talk to about that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to switch gears a little bit here and touch on something that we haven't brought up yet. I'm going to ask you about your live streams um that you did cuz you've done quite a few. Now, maybe maybe one of our buddies who listens might get really excited about this question, but uh what what's with the cookies, man? Got to ask you about the cookies. Oh, the cookies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh so the the cookies somebody brought up and in one of the the chats one time during the live show, they were like, said something about cookies. Like, can you, can, are you going to bring milk and cookies next time or something? And I was like, I was like, what the heck are they talking about? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll bring cookies next time. <laughs> so I came to the next live show and I was sitting there eating cookies during the live show. <laughs> and then, then I found that, that, uh, that freight sounds car with the the cookies on the side of it from Lionel. And that was, uh, that, that gave everybody a pretty good laugh too. (laughs) (laughs) It fits into the theme. I feel like I, I can't pinpoint either, but I have a sneaking suspicion. I bet you our, our good buddy Bernsey probably snuck in something with that. It sounds like something he'd say, Nick, can I have a cookie now? (laughs) That's probably what that sounds very much like him. Yeah, that was probably Bernsey for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you you do some really awesome running sessions when you do the live shows, and it's it's always a blast. Have you ever had any any uh, oopsies or snafus that helped uh, that happened during uh, during the live streams that were kind of scary by any chance? Oh yeah, I had quite a few actually. Um, uh, I had engines, you know, derail. I had a couple that ran into each other. Um, I have one jump the track and and uh, ran into the side of the tunnel portal. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, there was there was another time, I believe, um, I was trying to to pull like a hundred cars with the with the big boy, and I think I got up to like ninety cars, and they they turned over on one of the curves, and all the cars spilled over on their sides. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen before when they kind of shoestring themselves and just all tip over. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that happened to me. And it, and I think the car that some of the cars that tipped over had some loose stones in them. So there were stones all over the way out. Oh, no. Sit there and pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet it was a riot for the stream though. I bet everybody was like, even though it was like a hassle, I bet people still enjoyed the, the stream and had fun though. Those were very fun to go through. Um, yeah, they were they were fun to do like during the the you know the lockdown time time frame, and uh, it, it's although some of those times that I just talked about were very stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, I can imagine being a live show and having your trains not go flawlessly, but I bet you they're fun memories to look back at. Look back. Yeah, at. but that's that's Murphy's law though, because if it's <laughs> something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna go wrong during the oh, yeah. live stream. They know I when this, you're live. I had the same <laughs> issue. Like my, my, I had never had issues on my layout before, and then I do a live stream, and it's like. Your couplers all, every single one of my couplers was like opening up constantly. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> Chris always said uh, the trains know when you when you press the record button. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, they do. On the uh, real quick, I I love the live stream where you guys were uh, doing the jelly beans in the car. 
Uh, the jelly beans for for Easter. I think we were doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was slight incentive to to get my daughter Lily <laughs> interested to to be down there for the live show. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching the hockey game on one of them. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> there is a TV down there, so sometimes the game gets turned on. There you go. There's a game on. <laughs> Perfect combo. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, those those streams are a lot of fun. And if anybody wants to catch one of those, I, I know you have them saved on your channel, so I definitely recommend checking those out. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from those. I'm gonna ask about a couple other things, and then I'll I'll finish up here. Um, you've also got a couple other uh, side projects and side layouts that you've worked on. I know you have your Windsor layout. I think you did an N scale layout and a Garden Railroad. I believe you attempted. Uh, what was inspiration on those? Yeah. So the the winter. I'll go on to the winter layout first. So that one. Um, I I wanted to have a a place to run conventional trains. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to do a winter scene and have like some carnival rides. Uh, my daughter, she really wanted to have carnival rides after we visited one of the local uh, Christmas displays. They had all those carnival rides from Lamax. And uh, so we, we decided to do that. And it, it turned out pretty cool. Uh, I will say this, um, that layout, we are going to be doing the last running session on it very soon. So just so you know, that's kind of coming up close in the near future here. So it will be the last running session on that layout. Um, but it was part of a layout update where I called it the four seasons and I kind of turned the layout into having like a summer area, spring, fall and, and winter. So we're, I'll just put it this way. We're losing winter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the, and then you mentioned the outdoor layout. So that was kind of funny. The, uh, I did do an outdoor layout in the past. Um, I used the, the Atlas track that's the, that, that doesn't rust. It has like the nickel rail. And I had it running for about a year and then it tumbled over on the hillside in the winter and it didn't, didn't work out the next year. So it came down. And, and then I think it was, I think it may have been last year. I, I was talking about, doing a, a an outdoor layout and that kind of lost its its uh i guess interest because i was too busy doing some other outdoor projects so it kind of got brushed aside and it's it's still kind of i've thought about it but i'm not sure if it'll be if it'll be permanent or if i'll just do some some other area where we can you know temporarily run trains outside maybe in the future gotcha gotcha I, and I also had the an N scale layout planned, and that's probably not going to happen either, <laughs> just because of some other things I have uh, in mind. That's that's we'll just leave it at that. Gotcha, gotcha. That's I'm interested to see what you got planned, and then actually I've got one last one, and I think this is a little bit more of a, a little bit of an open ended question. But since you've been on YouTube for such a long time, for at least ten years. Um, I want to ask in your time on YouTube and with the online community, how has the online community changed for trains? Is it, do you think it's going for the better? Is it going for the worse? What's, what's your personal take? Uh, I'm glad you asked that because I, I felt like I, I skipped over some of that in the beginning of the, um, of the chat. And it, you know, when I first got into 
to YouTube that I, I met a lot of great people and the, I think the community has, has gotten a lot better actually. And, and there's more people engaged and uh, there's more people sharing their, their layouts and, and their trains that they're buying. And I, I think, I think it's going great. And I, I don't, I wouldn't have anything bad to say about it. I'm glad to hear that the, the community has become stronger and, and that things are going uh, towards a positive, uh, positive future. That's always great to hear. But that is, uh, that is my last question. So I'll return the mic to the center here. If uh, Nick, if you want to chime in on something or if, you, or if any of the mats want to put in some, uh, some closing remarks here. Well, uh, the only thing I can say is it's been a fantastic interview, Nick. Like, um, I think we hit everything we wanted to hit. Um, I don't have any more direct questions for you. Uh, but I did want to say again, like, just thank you for just taking the time to come on our podcast. We absolutely love talking to all of the content creators and, you know, all of the, um, big names, uh, in, in O scale. Uh, and you're definitely one of them. So uh, we really appreciate your time and and uh, and coming on our show as well. Uh, no, it's it's my pleasure, and, and I'm honored to, to be on the show. And and it's been uh, truly a pleasure to speak to everybody and just uh, you know reach out to the community and and just keep building more friendships. It's it's great, and I just I, I see nothing but you know going in the right direction in the future. Yeah, thanks a million times over for being on, Nick. Really appreciate it. Really fun episode, and it was really nice to be able to ask some questions that I've been wondering for a long time, so thank you, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. You can ask him anytime. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, a, a plus one for sure, man. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a long time coming, Matt. I'm, I'm glad we, we, we made it happen, and uh, if you ever guys want to have me on in the future, I'd be more than willing to. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take you up on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, I believe that wraps it up. Nick, where can, um, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Uh, so on YouTube, you can look up PGH train fanatic. And uh, of course you'll find hundreds of videos that I posted there. Uh, you can find my website. It's PGH um, I'm also on uh, eBay. The username is again PGH Train Fanatic. This is the, kind of the theme. It's easy to, to remember. Uh, on Discord, I'm on Discord. It's also PGH Train Fanatic. Um, on Facebook, I have a Facebook group called PGH Train Fanatic. Um, my uh, personal account is on there as well. Um, and then also on Etsy, my Etsy store is also called PGH Train Fanatic. Excellent. And uh, Johnny, how about yourself? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. You can find me there screaming at inanimate objects and getting hit in the face with boxes. And occasionally I'll upload a train video. I've got a Class A video coming out soon, and I might review one of the forgotten Lionel Media's that came out. You can also find me on Instagram at Automus underscore trains and also the same name on Facebook where you'll find me uploading training videos a lot more than I upload on my channel. And last but not least, you can find me on the Matt and Matt O'Scale podcast Discord server. You can see me commenting on the chat and making a fool of myself on the voice call. So come on down. It's a fun time.
and Matt Z. How about you, sir? Uh, real quick, Nick, you, you, f- you forgot to mention your uh, buy-sell group. I yeah, I, I actually forgot to mention a couple things now that you say that. So there is a there is a couple buy sell groups on Facebook that you're referencing that I'm um, the admin on. Uh, the one is called Lionel Legacy Trains, and then I did another group that's called um, anything anything goes O Gauge Trains. Um, I'm I am also on Instagram. Uh, the it, uh, the name is also PGH Train Fanatic. You can find me there. Oh, cool. Just, I, I, I thought of that when you were doing your social media plug. I'm like, wait a minute. I, th- I thought there was, I was thinking about the Facebook group. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so many different, I'm, I'm on all of them. Basically just put in PGH train fanatic and you'll probably find me there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I just, I just opened up a TikTok account actually. So, <laughs> and it's PGH train fanatic. <laughs> He's everywhere. You can't miss him. You can't. Everywhere. No. It's, you'll, you'll you'll run into him. He's, he's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can find me on YouTube under Matt Dash Train Lover ninety nine forty three. Uh, Facebook under the same name. Uh, on Instagram is Matt's dot Hobbies, and I'm also on the uh, Matt and Matt Discord server. Like Johnny mentioned, you know, usually editing a sound set or doing something with the uh, trains. But in any event, having fun, no less, and having a good old time. So, you know, come on in, say hi, you know, uh, just have a good old time. So, all right. You can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad, um, also on Facebook under the same name. And I'm also on Instagram under WCMRR. Now, folks, I did not forget we're going to announce those winners. Uh, and uh, Nick, you are the winner of all three prizes. No, just uh, <laughs> no, obviously joking. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and announce the winners. Uh, so obviously, uh, if you have sent in um, any kind of question or did a you did a review or anything else, um, the basis of our decisions were just we were just going through them, looking for you know really good questions or something that we felt. Uh, you know, at least to us in a, on an individual level that we really enjoyed that question. Um, you know, there wasn't any, you know, like, you know, not picking out anybody in particular here. It was just, you know, random kind of like, you know, I really like that question. And, and uh, that's how at least I picked mine. Um, and I'll go first. Um, and uh, the winner for me is Mike H. Uh, Mike H. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your questions about, uh, you're just talking about the retail industry uh, with O scale, uh, and you had a few questions, but I know you had two questions that were alike that you're just kind of talking about trending and internet retailers. And um, I just thought that was a really important question, um, especially like you know with the way things are now and kind of the direction the O scale industry is headed. So thank you, Mike. Um, I know you're in Discord, so I will get in touch with you there. Get your uh, address information and. Um, and send you out that mystery prize. So, uh, who wants to go next? Me. Okay. All right. So for me, I uh, I'm going to choose the uh, question that I personally reference a lot and talk about a lot, and it's the uh, community based items. And this was from P R N J R R, and uh, said so he was talking about the uh, Discord server and the O Gauge community. 
And you guys know that's a huge thing for me. And so that that question really stood out to me. So uh, I know you're on Discord as well. So I said I'll be hitting you up and we can uh, get the uh, item out to you. But so really big thanks and for everybody, you know, for all the questions and comments and everything. You know, like we mentioned the last one, uh, that was a ton of fun and would love to do more of those. And we will. And uh, just really a great time doing that one. And this one, too. <laughs> and that leaves last but not least the final winner here so for my personal choice the one i think was the the most fun and one that uh, made me smile it definitely uh made us kind of think about our collections a little bit more and our buying habits that comes from tom fall uh the question about why we buy boxes of train items then uh <laughs> hide them under the layout and forget about them and never were able to sell them that was a really fun question i like uh I'm pretty sure Matt Z likes the the mention of train boxes. That always gets his ears to yep. perk up there. <laughs> but uh, I love right. your question. Yep, right. But I love your question. Really stood out. Really fun. So you will also uh, be getting something from me. Um, and I will. Uh, we will find a way to reach out to you so we can get that on to you and on your way. But uh, thank you for the awesome question, everyone. We really enjoyed it. Um, made me smile to read all your questions on the Discord and all the comments and reviews you guys left. And uh, like Matt said, hopefully we shall be doing more of these soon. So uh, keep an eye out for those. Absolutely. Would love to do a lot more of these, and we actually will. So uh, everyone sure. will get a chance to send in their questions and, and reviews. And uh, again, keep keep giving us those reviews, folks. It's really important. You know, let people know about the Discord. Uh, if you can leave a review on whatever podcast social media app you use, some of them you can't, but I know some of them you can leave like stars or, you know, if you can just leave a little blurb, blurb about us, we, we would uh, really appreciate it. Uh, because again, like we always say, this uh, podcast um, wouldn't exist without uh, the listeners. So thank you so much. And uh, again, Nick, thanks for coming on. Uh, Johnny, Matt, it's, it's always been a pleasure, gents. And uh, with that said, everyone have a wonderful night. Take good care, everyone. Good night, everyone. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Have a good night.